Hello everyone, it's Dr. Dave. Hopefully you're all doing well, enjoying your week, taking care of each other, creating those great experiences in your life. Coming at you from the Toronto Neck and Back Pain Clinic today, November the 8th, 2018th, Thursday, almost the end of the week, with your daily health update. We're going to look at six areas of health and wellness, as we quite often do. We're going to look at concussion in children. We're going to look at the risk of readmission following a heart attack going to look at the omega-3 fatty acid fish oil again like we quite often do this time in relation to breast cancer cells we're going to look at uh, how aerobic exercise can help fight depression and we're going to look at how a bigger family can mean lower cancer risk so depending on your family size and finally on the chiropractic side of things as we always like to wrap things up we're going to look at back and neck pain being common among health profession students, which we've actually recently talked about on a daily health update, especially in medical uh, school students. All right, that's your exciting lineup for today. And of course, we're not going to treat, diagnose, prevent, or cure any illness or disease with our time together today. However, we're going to put some kind of spin on each of these six areas. So though even though it may not apply to you, you may think... There's always something you can use as a takeaway that might help with a decision you're going to make today to steer your health and wellness in a better direction and keep you better in the future. And that's the name of the game with the daily health update. Staying plugged in, keeping the momentum going. You just never know when something's going to come and be useful. And uh, the act of simply keeping health and wellness as a top priority in your life, even if it's just for the 10 to 15 minutes you spend on this daily health update, if you listen to the podcast or the two minutes it takes to peruse it when you receive it as a hard copy is a smart thing to do. All right. So concussion has been in the news a lot lately and uh, sports are a common way. Sometimes we get them also from slip and falls or just life. Um, and children, it's uh, even more concerning because they're still uh, growing and their uh, nervous system is maturing. So kids who have concussions, their symptoms can persist for a year. New research indicates that up to 31% of children who sustain a concussion may continue to experience symptoms such as inattention and fatigue for up to 12 months. That from the journal Pediatrics, October 2018. The knowledge of witnessing the concussion is one thing, but not knowing what your kids have had happen to them during the day at school, in their sporting activities is a problem. So always asking them if, uh, if they're doing okay, how was your day, and uh, if you know they're involved in sports or activity, everything went well is a good question to ask and hopefully they'll share with you. You can also uh, make it known to the coaches and teachers and other supervisors that uh, you're concerned and would like to know if, if your child experiences any kind of injury or trauma or seems to have been bumped or banged around or how it went, you would be interested in uh, being told is always a good strategy as well. It doesn't hurt, all right? Because the sooner you have intervention with many of these problems, the less likely you are to have any long-term ramifications typically. Concussions carry that kind of heavy tone to them, and uh, so does heart attack. Heart attack is something that when we hear, we definitely get a feeling that it's not a good thing, and we know what comes with it, and we know that it's life-threatening. And um, they're finding that after a heart attack, uh, the risk of readmission um, is high. So after conducting a review of data collected from hospitals that participated in National Cardiovascular Data Registry, 
called Action, the registry between 2008-2014, researchers report that 27.5% of acute myocardial infarction patients were readmitted to the hospital within 90 days. The research team found that older patients had a higher risk of readmission, as did those with a history of either heart failure or diabetes mellitus. That from the journal Circulation, October 2018. So over a quarter of people who suffer that heart attack will end up back in the hospital within 90 days. So very important, not only with heart attack, but with many conditions, that once uh, you've uh, recovered or at least are asymptomatic or better after having an incident, there's still a period there where you want your body to continue to heal and get better. Even though it feels better, doesn't mean that it's already functioning better and that it's actually fully healed. Um, feeling good is good, but it's not always an indication of how healthy we are. So we want to make sure that with any diagnosis like concussion or heart attack, that we follow through with the appropriate steps to make sure we're working on a full recovery and not just feeling better. All right. Fish oil is commonly in the news. Supplements are always uh, something of debate for many people, whether or not there's benefit, but the research does show that getting these nutrients is valuable and getting them in the proper quantity and quality is also very valuable. And in this case, fish oil may help slow the spread and growth of breast cancer cells. Past research has associated omega-3 fatty acid intake with a number of positive health outcomes. Health outcomes. A new study suggests that omega-3 fatty acids may also suppress the growth and spread of breast cancer cells in mice. In the study, research observed that consuming an omega-3 fatty acid-rich diet stopped further tumors from developing and blocked cancer cells from spreading in mice that had been injected with the breast cancer cells. The research team speculates that these findings are due to how omega-3 fatty acid supports the body immune and anti-inflammatory systems. The lead author notes that our study emphasizes the potential therapeutic role of dietary long-chain omega-3 fatty acids in the control of tumor growth and metastasis. And I would bet um, that uh, even though this study in the Clinical and Experimental Metastasis Journal from October 2018 focuses on breast cells, uh, that other tissues obviously benefit from that exposure in terms of uh, immune and anti-inflammatory system support from those omega-3 fatty acids. So diet is definitely one way that we support the body's function. The other way is through fitness and exercise, but that function is not just related to muscles and joints when it comes to fitness. It affects many systems in the body, right down to the cellular level, in fact, by driving in nutrients and pushing out wastes and toxins. Exercise has a lot of benefits, but it's also good for the nervous system, especially your brain. And aerobic exercise is being shown to have antidepressant effects. Following a review of data from 11 clinical trials involving adults with major depression. Researchers report that supervised moderate intensity aerobic exercise performed for 45 minutes three times per week may reduce depression symptoms comparable with conventional pharmaceutical and or psychological therapies. The lead researcher notes that collectively this study has found that supervised aerobic exercise can significantly support major depression treatment and mental health services. That from the Depression and Anxiety Journal, October 2018. It's been known some time now that uh, exercise actually outperforms placebo when it comes to um, depression treatment or positive changes in symptomology with depression and uh, should definitely be part as well as a healthy diet in supporting that nervous system when it comes to supporting someone with depression. 
Interestingly, we talked about the benefit of omega-3 with uh, cancer risk, especially in the breast tissue. And now we're looking at the size of a family, which can also mean a lower cancer risk. If you come from a large family, you may have a reduced risk for cancer. An analysis of data from 178 countries found that people with larger families were less likely to develop cancer than those from smaller families. The research team suspects that larger families may provide a greater level of emotional support, which can reduce the effect of stress and improve a person's resistance to disease. Members of larger families may also be more likely to support one another to live a healthier lifestyle, which may lower the risk for some cancers. That from the BMC Cancer Journal, September 2018. So just an interesting correlation to note there. And again, having someone to reach out to to help deal with stress and those challenges in life uh, is a good takeaway. That trying to carry that burden on our own if we don't have family members or extended family or even friends, people we can turn to, uh, it may be harder on us and our body and our physiology and our nervous system and our immune system perhaps. And uh, we may more like be more likely to have negative health outcomes. Whereas a large family, you may have more options and someone to speak to or support you. We don't always get along in those families, but in crisis, it's often a time when families do come together and there is someone there to support you, which can be a very good thing. So small family or large, uh, let's just try and be there for each other, take care of each other and um, support us through these journeys that we're on in our lives. And finally, on the chiropractic side of things, we're looking at health profession students who are uh, commonly getting back and neck pain. Questionnaires completed by over 1,800 Swiss health profession students revealed that within the previous four weeks, 61% had experienced low back pain and 59% had neck pain. The findings trouble researchers as these rates are up to 50% higher than the general population. The research team speculates that the elevated risk for neck and back pain in this group may be due to a combination of poor ergonomics and faulty working postures. That from the BMC Public Health Journal, October 2018. I'm sure there's probably some correlation there with stress as studying to be a health professional can sometimes be challenging and um, the amount of sleep, sometimes even the food, just the duration and then yes, the repetitive studying, sitting in class uh, and probably the lack of time to go and exercise. It becomes a matter of balancing out that lifestyle in some of these challenging roles and then that applies not only to health profession students but students in many challenging programs as well as people in challenging careers and it's a reflection of uh, priorities and trying to take care of ourselves so that we can accomplish these tasks because we do accomplish them through our body and our nervous system and in supporting the body and the nervous system we're better able to take on those challenges of uh, studying as a student as well as working in our careers so back and neck pain can be common in that respect but uh, by taking the time to take care of ourselves hopefully we can reduce those and that's something that we try to encourage people to do on a daily basis at our clinic so that's your wrap up for thursday on the daily health update some things there to ponder a no doubt and um, even if it may not apply to you now it may be something that you recall down the road to support you or you may come across somebody else who may benefit from some of that information today and you can help support them in their health journey and together we're all just creating those greater experiences in our lives your quote for today comes from ursula k Le Guin, who says love does doesn't just sit there like a stone it has to be made like bread remade all the time made new and your health is very similar to that and 
Without an input of some kind of energy and focus, most things in nature degrade. That includes love. It also includes health and wellness and function in your body. So definitely on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, keep your health as a top priority. And we're certainly here with the daily health update to help you do that on a daily basis. Hence the daily part of the health update. (laughs) We're going to catch you tomorrow, end of the week, on Friday with another six interesting facets of health and wellness for you to think about and um, I'm going to look forward to talking with you then. Take care.